Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group. We're going to be talking about a question that gets asked very frequently in all of the different Facebook groups, and that is, what is the most popular POS, which stands for Point of Sale System? Number one most popular POS system is Square, and then that's followed by Clever. And then Toast is creeping up the list as well. So let's talk about Square. Square is what's known as an aggregate processor, which means there's no merchant account required, but that's also why their processing rates are a little bit higher. Square is owned by Square. It's not sold by third parties. Square is known to hold unusual transactions, and this is where the majority of their complaints come from. Say your normal credit card transaction averages $20 a day, or $20 a ticket rather, and suddenly one day you process a $1,000 transaction for a catering deposit, or you have somebody that says, I want to pay for the next 200 meals for my employees, can we put it on one ticket? In either case, you have an unusual transaction compared to your average, compared to your normal. Since that charge is now out of the normal, Square could hold it. They may or may not, but they could hold it. And they'll send you an email saying, hey, can you prove this is a legitimate charge? Please fill out these questions. And they do that because they want to make sure that it's not some illegal transaction or money laundering or that type of thing. So it's part of the banking responsibilities they have as a credit card processor. So it's not them trying to be mean and take care of the little guy or to hurt the little guy. It's them doing their responsibilities as a credit card processing company. Now, I've gone through that myself. I've been with them since the early years when people didn't even know what I was doing when I took the credit card and ran it through this little square thing attached to my phone. I had them send me an email for a charge that they felt was unusual and asked me to prove how did I gain the client. They gave me about six or seven things to prove and implied in the email that all I needed to do was prove one or two of them. Well, since I keep really, really good records, I was able to prove all of them. And I sent them the information, and they released the money almost immediately after getting the email. So yeah, it was a little annoying that I'd been with them for a number of years, and they said, oh, we're going to hold this money because it's an unusual charge. But that charge, that email came on Saturday, and I had it cleared up by Monday. Yeah, it can be a little disconcerting, and yes, it's a pain. But you're being told right now to expect that possibility, so don't whine if it happens prepare for it. Let's talk about Clever. Clever is a product that's available to banks and other financial institutions to market and sell as they see fit. So that's why when you ask that question on Facebook groups, somebody will say, yeah, I've got this awesome rate. And then you go to your bank and your bank doesn't even come close to that rate. The rates vary, the service varies, the products vary, the programming varies because it's done by whatever the bank that you deal with wants to set up for that particular product. So it's a brand name being sold by a bunch of different people. Clever also requires a merchant account. A merchant account can be denied. So you're talking to a banker and fill out the form for a merchant account, they could deny you, which then that puts you going right back to Square in the first place, or going to PayPal or one of the other aggregate processors. So when it comes to merchant accounts, there's just some people that just don't qualify. Since the rates vary wildly from bank to bank, somebody that's proclaiming Clever to be awesome is really only talking about their bank. State banks, regional banks, national banks may not be available to every person in every city, state, or county. There are three things a food truck needs from a POS to get themselves out of the Stone Age. 
Number one, any credit card processing with a fast turnaround for deposits. Clearly, we need our money as soon as possible. So when you're looking at a credit card processor, doesn't matter what brand it is, that's a question you got to have answered. How quick do I get my money? Second thing that you got to have out of a POS system, which is not just credit card processing, it's actually a cash register. You want it to be connected to a kitchen display screen. So that takes you out of handwriting tickets. It takes you out of having a ticket rail for printed tickets. It makes you go faster. These have been around for over 20 years and very few food trucks use them. I cringe every time I see somebody bragging about how busy they were and they have that little spindle with a whole bunch of handwritten checks stuck to it. Every time I look at that, I go, that's 200 checks. That's at least 15 seconds of check that they wasted. And if you're doing 200 checks, that's a whole bunch of minutes wasted to handwrite something. It's the same with heat treated paper receipts that are printed by the typical printer nowadays. Stick it on a ticket rail and it falls off and lands on your grill and guess what it does? It turns black. You can't read it because the paper is thermal paper reacts to heat. There's no ink in those. So I've seen way too many tickets get out of order, the wrong food made, passed out in the wrong order, which upsets guests because ooh, the window's left open and now the tickets have been blown all around. So you need a kitchen display screen to get yourself into the new millennia. And then this is an important one, an order up feature that alerts the guests that their food is ready for pickup. And the key is without additional action on the part of the staff. No cheap pages to break, no pages to lose, no pages for somebody to steal. There's no yelling a name out using a bullhorn, no outdoor speaker system where you're talking on a microphone over a crowd of noisy people trying to get someone's attention to come pick up their food before it gets cold. An order up feature should work off of the guest cell phone because about 90% of the people who are going to come to your business are going to be carrying a cell phone. So you input that information in the POS system. When the POS system sends it to the kitchen display and the kitchen person clicks bump to move that order off the screen, it sends that text out to the guest saying, hey dude, your food's done, come get it. No additional work on the part of the staff. All they gotta do is race the guests walking up to the window, bag the food, get it ready to hand out before they get there. Those are the three important things. Fast turnaround for deposits, kitchen display screen, order up feature without additional work on your part. Things to avoid. Cash discount schemes. Or when somebody says, we'll offer you free processing. It's not free. Somebody's paying for it and it's you. You just get tricked into thinking your guests are paying for it. But here's the thing. If I come up to you and order something and you charge me 20 bucks for it and I pay it with a credit card, the credit card processing comes out of that 20 bucks. You're getting the remainder. Even if you do the nonsense cash discount schemes, the processing fee is still coming out of what I paid you. It's just you feel like because you've been tricked or scammed by a salesperson because you offer a cash discount, you didn't pay for it, but you did. How do you think the credit card company got the money from you? Oh, that's right, when they processed the credit card you just ran. So here's the thing, 71% of consumers will not go back to a business that charges extra fees to process credit cards for in-person transactions. Now also think about cash discounts, they're a discriminatory practice because you're chasing away your own business and you're creating unhappy guests. You're saying that I take credit cards, I take cash, but I treat the cash payor different than I do the credit card payor. That's discriminatory. There's no other way to say that. I am treating one group of people differently than another group because of their preferred payment method. So avoid cash discount schemes. 
avoid when you go to a website and it says call us now for demonstration PM me DM me send me an email I will take care of you here's an important lesson time is money in our industry speed of service matters every second of every day has to be spent doing something productive and yes that does include sleeping yes that does include resting yes that does include relaxing if it's planned then it makes sense to help you get better so when I go to a website I want the information I'm on my time. I am researching. You tell me how much it costs, what your benefits are, what your process is, and I'll decide on my own if I want to do business with you. I don't need to talk to a salesperson. You guys don't need to talk to a salesperson because what's going to happen? Number one, they're going to be high pressure. Hey, you need to buy this today because I'll give it to you for this great low discount. No. If it has a salesperson attached to it, if it has a demonstration attached to it, if it has anything that requires you to do something other than, hey, that's a good deal, where do I sign up? They're wasting your time. And that time that's being wasted is also money being spent to pay for the person you're now having to set up the phone call to set up the uh, demonstration with. That's a person that's getting paid from what? The potential of whatever you're going to be spending with them in the future. If that person did not exist, the process would be less expensive for you. Wasting my time and money is not a good first impression. So every time I go to a website and I go to explore them and they say, click here for demonstration, I click X and get out of there because you wasted my time. I came to your website to learn something. You're not trying to teach it to me. Any system that uses affiliates. If you don't know what an affiliate is, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of a lot of websites, it'll say affiliates. And an affiliate is someone that is given a teeny tiny percentage of a sale because they're encouraging people to buy that particular product. So they're essentially a commission salesperson. A lot of review websites, if you read the disclaimers, they'll say, we may get paid a small portion when you click on this link and then they go on to review the product. And if you read the reviews, most of the reviews are indifferent at best. They may brag about one, but typically the one they brag about is the one that has the most or the most lucrative affiliate program. So they're really not selling you something valuable to you. They're selling you something that's valuable to them. And here's how you can tell if it's an affiliate link. When you click on the link, say let's go to Capital One, and it'll say CapitalOne.com, and there'll be the uh, backslash or the forward slash, whatever it is. If there is in lighter colored letters a name or a series of numbers and a name and, and letters, any combination like that that doesn't make sense to you, when you first click on it, that's an affiliate link. So now every time you go to any page on Capital One's website, and I'm not saying Capital One does affiliates, it's just the first one that came to my head. When you go to that particular website and any page you click on, that little tracker is there following you around. So if you decide within 30 days that you're going to buy that particular product, the person that sent you there through whatever means got you to go click on that link gets credit. So what does that mean? That means that that product costs more than it should because they got to pay that person that tricked you. I mean, didn't trick you. Oh yeah, they did. They tricked you into going there because anything that's got an affiliate link attached to it is just dishonest. They have a vested interest in you going there and buying something. And I promise you, they don't care one way or another whether it's a benefit to you or not because it benefits their pocket. And I can show you website upon website where stuff is reviewed and there's affiliate links that send you off to buy stuff. And the person who wrote the review site will go on to a 
reviews for multiple products that they have zero expertise in. It's always based on the hierarchy of which product gives me the highest affiliate payment is the number one choice. So the bottom line, figure your needs, figure the cost relative to your business before you purchase any equipment or committing to any kind of contract. As much as possible, use your own equipment before you get into leasing agreements because there's going to be hidden fees to cover the quote-unquote free equipment because I can promise you those hidden fees will make it cost longer the cost you longer in the long term and the repair time is never convenient so if you're thinking well I can lease the equipment and they'll come repair it I can promise you when the stuff breaks down it's very unlikely unless you live in a huge city that you get repair on a timely basis the best practice is for you to have your own backup equipment. And why do I say that? Because heat in a food truck does really funny things to electronics. So if you have something that works with a tablet, get yourself a second tablet. Have it as a backup. Have yourself a backup printer if you're into printing. You don't want to have your entire business operation collapse because a $100 piece of equipment malfunctions and you have no backup or no way to work around it to keep the cash flowing in. Thank you guys so much for listening. I certainly hope you're finding all the information useful and helpful in your food truck business. If you guys really are enjoying the podcast, please consider hitting the support button or following the links in the description and offer any kind of support you possibly can. Every little bit does help, and I cherish all your support. If you guys love like-minded, positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. All kinds of information there for you to download. There's a bunch of amazing people that will help you with any kind of problems you got. You guys have a great day. Come back tomorrow. I've got another topic waiting for you.